Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Thursday, February 9th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by, by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, I, see, I think we've had these days before, but I don't think they always fall on this day. Well, you know, I, I sort of, I sort of figured out something is like, we have, we have like three. So if you have, well, let's just say for instance, it's, it's national car day. They have like national car day international car day and like world car day so yeah we, we've ran into this a couple times where i'm like didn't we just have this day like like a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago right i thought we had this in december but we'll go for it anyway i think today, we did i think you're right today is national pizza day yeah um honestly every day should be national pizza day it is it's one of those foods that i could eat every single day and not get tired of it. and i remember talking about it in december uh, talking about what our favorite toppings were on pizza, and it's it's one of those things that I never get tired of, man. I, I can eat, I can literally eat pizza every single day and not get tired of it just because of the variety of toppings that you can put on top of a pizza. Um, I'm a big pepperoni guy. Uh, any any sausage, I like a bunch of meat. Uh, so anytime you can pile a bunch of meat all together, um, I'm a big fan of eating that. Uh, and and I'll, I'll do some veggie too. Um, Little Caesars actually has a pretty good thin crust. Uh, it's not always my go-to, but sometimes I will get it. It has a very nice uh, sort of an egg flavor to the um, to the uh, uh, the dough. Pretty good, but yeah, big big pizza guy, man, big pizza guy. Yeah, I love me some pizza. I could eat it every day, just like you. Um, what's your favorite? If you had to order pizza right now, who are you ordering from? What are you ordering? Uh, I, I'm just ordering a pepperoni pizza from Little Caesars. That's uh, that's my go-to. It's five bucks. It's hot and ready, and it tastes like a five-dollar pizza. But you can taste the savings in every single bite, and that's what I love about Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> is you can you can taste that that savings in every single bite. Have now have you ever had um, uh, the what is the Chicago deep dish place in Douglasville? My mind is now Nancy's. Have you had Nancy's yet? No, I've not, dude. For, for somebody who's from Chicago and your whole family, you got to try Nancy's. It is a legit Chicago deep dish. I mean, this is this is right from the heart of Chicago. It's If you're a fan of deep dish, Nancy's has the best Chicago deep dish pizza I've ever had in Georgia. Okay. Uh, today is also National Chocolate Day. Yeah. As, as much as I was in for National Pizza Day, I'm completely out for National Chocolate Day. No, not you. Yeah, yeah, completely out. I love me some chocolate, but that's just me. Uh, and today is also National Bagel and Lox Day. I'm back in for bagel. I don't know what lox is, um, but uh, but I'm back in for bagel. Is that is is a lox? A, is that a type of bagel? What is a lox? Dude, I don't know. 
I, all right. I don't know. Let's uh, let's look this up. Lox is a fillet of brine salmon, which may be smoked. Lox is frequently served on a bagel with cream cheese, and often garnished with tomato, sliced onions, cucumbers, and capers. Uh, I am back out. I hate salmon. Uh, <laughs> there's no no. So I'm I'm in on the bagel. You give me bagel and cream cheese, but I believe this is a combo day uh, with a uh, bagel with specifically locks on top of it. Uh, I'm out on that. I hate salmon and I hate tuna. Um, I'm completely out on those. Okay. Yeah. So uh, bagel, yes. Locks, salmon, no. Hawks are back on the hard court tonight. They play the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Suns just got considerably better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit better. Peace, <laughs> man. Like, I just, I wake up to this, and I'm like, dear Lord. Um, but don't worry, the Hawks got better, too, because they traded for somebody big last night. Right, Billy? They didn't. No, they didn't. Oh. 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 Hawks, uh, oh. Uh, what, what's the line tonight? I guess the-, uh, the line tonight for the Hawks and the Suns is, I'm going to assume it's going to be the Hawks. Hawks by six right now is the line. Hawks are at home. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. It's been yep. It's been a long time. It feels like since we've been at home. It, it feels like it's been like a month, man. I know it's only been like a five game road trip, but come on, it's it's been a long time. Um, yeah, and if you include the days, it was. I don't know if we've had a home game in the month of February. That's what I mean. It feels like that. I, I might be way off base, but uh, let me see when our last home game was. Well, our last, yeah, our last home game was January twenty eighth. So it, we have not had a home game this month. We're almost 10 days into the month. Yeah. Obviously, we need to get Trey healthy, completely healthy. Um, we need everybody healthy for this stretch of, of the final stretch. We're at the trade deadline. It is today. Do you think we make any any moves? I don't think we make any significant moves. Um, I was listening to Brad Rowland this morning. Uh, talk about the Hawks trade deadline and all that. And he said a lot of our trade partners that we were in on um, for Bogey and John Collins have sort of already made their trade deadline moves. So they're sort of out on the possible trades. I, I think if we make a move, it's not going to be anything blockbuster. Um, I, I think I think John might be on the move. I think Bogey might be on the move. But if either one of those move, it's not going to be anything that changes the trajectory of this team massively in my opinion okay i think i think that the hawks favorite acquisition is still out there in cash considerations they love trading for him they trade for him almost every single year big fan of him big fan. he's still out there big fan yeah i think he's still out there i think we might do something where we trade for a salary dump or something like that i don't i don't think the big big name trade is out there anymore so you know it's We'll see what we got against the Suns tonight. The 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 newly acquired Kevin Durant for the Suns, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. He's not available tonight. Devin Booker once again is not available for the Suns, and we just beat this Suns team in Phoenix. This exact same iteration with the same injuries and everything. We just beat them by thirty two out in Phoenix about a week ago. So uh, thirty two again? I don't know. We don't we don't have anybody on the injury list listed tonight. Last time we played them, uh, Trey and DeJounte both went for 20-plus. Hunter went for 15, and Bogey and Akongwu off the bench went for 18 and 17. So I- I'd like to see a repeat performance of that. And I, I don't know, man. I- I'll be interested to see what comes down 
for the trade deadline. I just I hope we don't let this trade deadline pass without the Hawks making some moves to get better. That that's the thing. I want to see us make a move to get better. I don't want to see us make a move for a salary dump, which is sort of what I'm getting the feel that we're going to do just via Twitter and Reddit and Brad Rowland and all this. I don't want to see that. I want to see us to make a move to get better, but I don't know if that's on the cards right now, honestly. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because as Hawks fans, it's it's tough to see right now. And you know, we've we've had this discussion before that you know, it, can we get somebody right now and make it to the championship? You know what I mean? And it, yeah. I'm not sure we can right now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Billy. Um, I, I don't, I don't think we are one. I, we're, we're one piece away, but that has to be a very impactful piece, like a Kevin Durant or somebody along those lines. And we just don't, we're not going to trade for something like that. We're just not. That's not the Hawks' mo, and we're not one shooter away from a championship. We might be one or two shooters away from competing for the Eastern Conference championship. We sure. might, we might be there. But we're certainly not one or two shooters away from competing for an NBA championship. And that is what our goal is. And that's what Trey's goal is. And I said this yesterday. If, if we don't make a big move today, the trade deadline, and, and drastically improve this team, I am very fearful that Trey Young is going to request the trade in the offseason. And if that happens, the Hawks have to go into complete rebuild mode once again. And, and just the second time in, in, what, four years? So I hope that doesn't happen. I love Trey. I want him to stay in Atlanta. But I think if we don't make a big move today, it, this might be the last year we have Trey as a, in a Hawks jersey. All right. So on that, move away from that because I don't want to keep getting down. And let's talk about some good things. Uh, yesterday, the all-region team was announced for Region 7A Division 2. Uh, this is... The girls version of us uh mount zion uh, had zoe holland as the player of the year congratulations to zoe she had a great year again i mean this is tyler wright just continues to put out incredible talent down in, in mount zion and i'm speaking of tyler wright he, he was coach of the year um deservedly so absolutely love yep. talking to tyler wright um he texted me earlier this week. So, uh, Emily Bird, Zion was first team all region. Shania Farley was second team all region. And Nasaya Farley was honorable mention all region. In Bowden, Shakira Brewer was first team all region. Maya McIntyre, Jesse Gibbs, Zariah Lockett, Malaya Andrews were all honorable mention uh, all region team. So, congratulations to all those ladies. Mount Zion and Bowden for this all region team. Yeah, I mean they chose 15, 15 girls, five first team, five second team, and five honorable mention. And between those two schools, they had eight of the fifteen. Uh, they had over half of the girls that were all region performers <laughs> between Bowden and Mount Zion. That's that's pretty amazing. Zoe Holland, deservedly so, player of the year candidate or winner. She thousand point score, another thousand point score in our area. And Tyler Wright closing out the year. I'm pretty sure they went undefeated in region schedule. I think they swept the entire region. I don't think they lost a single region game. Uh, and, and for that, they get to play uh, Friday night against Bowden uh, out in Mount Zion, if I am not mistaken. I believe that is when the region championship starts. Everybody check your schedules coming up uh, starting 
started actually some of the team local teams started region play yesterday or Tuesday uh, and it continues on into next weekend so check your uh, check your go fan check your apps we'll try to have all the updated schedules for you here every single morning but yeah region region championship region tournaments are about to kick off Billy you know what else is about to kick off this week what's that that is the Super Bowl. So yesterday, we previewed the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense. Today, Billy, we got the Eagles defense versus the Chiefs offense. Just off the cuff, who has the advantage here? Just first impression, who has the advantage? Again, I'm looking at the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's that's one of the biggest things that I've seen. And the Eagles defensive line of scrimmage has been considerably better all year long um the chiefs offensive line is okay it's not terrible it's actually it's okay you know what i mean uh, right i mean there's there's nobody on that chiefs offensive line in my opinion that pops out and you just go wow they yeah. are dogs they're, they're okay uh, yep. but they they do their job i mean and they protect um Mahomes the best that they can and and the good thing is Mahomes can actually get away from a lot of things so he's got some wheels he's got yeah. some wheels so that's going to be the biggest thing for me is the Eagles defense can probably get through the Eagles defensive line could probably get through that offensive line but can they get to Mahomes that's going to be a big question mark for me on Sunday night yeah, I'm sort of with you right there. I mean, the Eagles probably have, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. The Eagles have, and I've watched a lot of NFL football this year. And, and one of our good friends, I think, is gonna back me up on this. I think the Eagles have the best defensive line in football. Okay. I think they have the best front four in football. They have four guys that are over double digits in sacks. Reddick has 16. Hargrave has 11. Graham has 11. And Sweet or Sweat has 11. They have 70 sacks as a team, Billy. 70, 7-0 as a team. Now, are they going to be able to get to Mahomes like they've gotten to essentially every other quarterback they've faced? I don't know. Mahomes has got some wheels, but Mahomes is hobbled. Mahomes has got that injury that he's been fighting through for the past, you know, three weeks. So that might take down on some of Mahomes' mobility. So they're going to have to... You know, slant routes, hitch routes. It's going to be have to be short stuff because if you leave Mahomes in that pocket for too long and this defensive line collapses, you don't want Mahomes, A, getting hit because he's your star quarterback, and B, you don't want him getting hit because he has that injury. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I, 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 I always try to bring a different viewpoint every time we have one of these, but I, I, I sort of agree with you, dude. Like, the, the line of scrimmage is where I look here, and the, the Chiefs' offensive line is good, but the Eagles' defensive line is just better. It, it just is. Now, now on the back end, you have to give the edge, in my opinion, when you look at the linebackers and the DBs and that matchup with the running backs and the wide receivers for Kansas City, I give that edge to Kansas City. Yes. Uh, with, with Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and even Jarek McKinnon, uh, you know, you got, you got all them coming out of the backfield. I give that advantage to the Chiefs, but nine times out of ten, where you win the game is at the line of scrimmage. And if you can't control the line of scrimmage, then you can't control the game. So I think I I don't want to see Mahomes injured. 
I because I, it because it ruined the NFC Championship. I mean, completely made that game one of the most boring games the I've a- seen all a- year. Do what? The AFC Championship or NFC oh, Championship? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With you know, yeah, yeah, party. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Purdy going out. Johnson coming in. Johnson going out. Purdy coming in with a torn UCLA or UCLA <laughs> UCL. Um, so I, I don't want to see I don't want to see Mahomes get injured, but I think he's going to get banged up, man. I think he's going to get hit left and right. I think it's going to not really rattle him, but just throw off his timing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, we gave the Eagles offense the edge yesterday. I think the Eagles have the edge here on defense, too, and that's. That's why I believe 76% of the money is still on the Eagles, which is a, a staggering amount. Um, so just like yesterday, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the Eagles the edge here. I think the Eagles defense is better than the Chiefs offense. And I think the Eagles offense, like we said yesterday, is better than the Chiefs defense. Yeah, the, the line is still at one and a half right now, which is... And that's towards the Eagles? Yeah, that's still staggering yeah. to me that it's only one and a half. With 76% of the money on the Eagles, it's only at one and a half. That's that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and tomorrow we are gonna have we're gonna have our incredible pulp, uh, you know, soft earned dollar segment. We're also gonna go to the Super Bowl, but we were gonna have an expanded incredible pulp, soft earned segment tomorrow because, I mean, Sunday is the biggest betting day in all of America. Yep. So. We're going to run down all the phenomenal prop bets, which is my favorite thing about the Super Bowl. Billy, what is your, do you have a one favorite goofy Super Bowl bet? Do you have, do you have your favorite? Yeah, it's, it's always uh, how long uh, the national anthem is going to be. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it. That's in there. I have two. I have two. And that's, that's definitely up there for me. My second one is what color Gatorade is going to be dumped on the winning coach. That's my other favorite prop bet. It's just, it's so goofy, dude. It's it's so uh, it's so just insane. The other one I saw on TikTok the other day, they were talking about they they have bets out on what song Rihanna is gonna sing um, first at the halftime show. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh really? I don't I don't even think I know a Rihanna song, so <laughs> I I, do, I don't know if I'd be good betting on that one. Of course, maybe I'd be better that I don't know one of her songs. Well, I bet you Emily would be uh, happy with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she knows one of those Rihanna songs. Uh, On the Marine South scoreboard from last night, Billy, Mount Zion in baseball falls to New Manchester 12 to 6. Bowden in baseball falls to Pepperell 16 to 14. And Central falls to Villarica 4 to 1 in baseball. I'm kind of mad I didn't get out to that game. I said I was going to get out to that game, and I ended up uh, all night last night putting up basketball goals in our neighborhood. I'm kind of mad I didn't get out of that game because that sounds like that was a, a very close competitive game uh, against two uh, new head coaches. Central with Riley Presley. He, I mean, uh, uh, Presnell. Yeah. I don't know why I said Presley. Uh, that was his first game as head coach for Central, right? Uh, it, like regular start? season? It, it may have been. Yeah. And, and Wade Bailey, that was his first game as, as Villarica head coach. So two new head coaches battling out in West Georgia last night, the Bowden Pepperell game and that central Villarica game was, uh, was very, very close, very competitive in soccer last night. Central beats temples for the boys 10 to nothing. Uh, and then they tie the girls three to three on the boys side for central Camden Jones kept another clean sheet. That's back to back clean sheets and goal for Camden Jones. 
Uh, Javi Rodriguez ties the school record with five goals. I will be picking him next time they play for our TM5 Daily Fantasy League. No uh, John, John Ramirez scores two. Brennan Little scores one. Dennis Vasquez scores one. And Andrew Medrano scores one. And Dylan Mount also scores one for the Central Lions boys team. Yeah, Javier Rodriguez, what is that, eight goals in the year for him, I think, through two games? So, yeah, I think so, he had a hat trick in the last the last game for sure. He either had a hat trick or he had four, yeah. one of the two, uh, <laughs> which is two games. absolutely absurd, man. I'm trying to go back. Uh, he had four, so he has nine goals in the last two games. Un- or no, three, excuse me, three. He has eight, but still, eight goals in the last two games. Unreal. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Uh, in lacrosse, Carrollton beats East Paulding 19-6. Just girls lacrosse last night for the Trojans. And in college basketball, the UW men, they lose to Alabama Huntsville 89-66. to But the girls are victorious over Alabama Huntsville 85-65. to On the Stump It Games and Events calendar for tonight, boys basketball, Mount Zion versus Southwest Atlanta Christian at 630. That is part of the region tournament. For that region in soccer, we have Mount Zion versus Harrelson County, girls at five, boys at seven. Villarica versus Paulding County, boys at 7.30. In lacrosse, Bremen at Whitewater at six for the girls and at 7.45 for the boys. Hillgrove at Carrollton, girls just tonight at 7.30. And I believe soccer should go on tonight as long as there is no rain, or excuse me, as long as there's no lightning or thunder uh, if it's just rain tonight, I know we're getting a bunch of it today. They'll they'll continue to play tonight. I'm not sure if lacrosse plays in the rain. I, w- I would assume they would, right? Yeah, lacrosse should, as long yeah, as there's yeah. no lightning. Um, yeah, I, I think lacrosse is sort of along the same lines as soccer. Yeah, holding metal sticks is not going to be a good thing for them um, with lightning. So. Well, give them plastic ones. Boom. <laughs> Poof, David Copperfield. Fixed. There you go. Right. <laughs> another cup of coffee. Indeed, sir. Indeed, I do. I've just had one today. I need another one. But had 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 trouble waking up this morning, man. I usually don't have trouble waking up. Maybe it was that uh that thing of uh, Jim Beam that I drank last night. No, that that couldn't be it at all. That listen, I got I got home from putting those those uh, basketball goals up, and I poured me a a nice tall glass. It wasn't Jim Beam; it was Johnny Walker. But I poured me a nice tall glass because that was a uh, that was a bigger job than I thought I was getting myself into. <laughs> Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz and reacquire point guard D'Angelo Russell from the Minnesota Timberwolves in a three-team, eight-player trade. Yeah, the, the Lakers are also getting Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt in the trade, while the Timberwolves, uh, they're getting Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Big, big shakeup. We'll see what D'Angelo Russell, you know, reunited with the Lakers does. I, I don't know. Does this make him better? I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, it's weird out there in La La Land. We'll see if we'll see if LeBron AD and I guess their third running mate is now D'Angelo Russell can, I don't know, make any moves in the playoffs. But two former Buckeyes being traded in that same trade deal. Mike Conley, who I forgot was still in the NBA, and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he was... He was a big part of that uh, game the other night uh, between the Hawks and the Jazz. Yeah, I when when they were playing, I was I was like, what, what, Mike Conley, still in the NBA? Yep. I forgot about that. Yep, he sure <laughs> is. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are sending Josh Hart 
to the New York Knicks, and the Knicks are sending Cam Reddish, Ryan Arcidiacono, and I don't know Svi Mikhailik. Don't know that person either. And a protected 2023 first round pick to Portland. So the best part about this, Billy, is the Knicks got the names sent a, sent a first round pick to the Hawks for Cam Reddish, and now they're having to dump off another first round pick to get rid of Cam Reddish. <laughs> Stupid Knicks. Josh Hart's a good pickup though for the Knicks. I don't, I don't think it makes them any better. I, I the Knicks are terrible. So yeah, good pickup. I'd like to have Josh Hart. I, I, he's a young, he's a promising young athlete in the NBA. Uh, very, very talented. But I don't, I don't think this bumps the Knicks up to like an Eastern Conference. I don't know contender. I mean, that, I think they're still poo. They're in the they're in the play in right now. They're in the seventh spot, so maybe it bumps them up to sixth. But they're not they're not Eastern Conference Finals contenders, in my opinion. Bryce and I mentioned this at the beginning of the pod. The Brooklyn Nets have traded All NBA forward Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns for a package that includes Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected future first round picks. Oh my goodness, that's a big package. Huge package. Huge package, massive package. I mean, that's uh, one of those packages that that women will go, "Whoa, yeah, wow, that's a showstopper." I mean, that'll stop you in the streets right there. Could the experiment of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden have gone worse nope. for the Brooklyn Nets? Oh, no, not at all, <laughs> dude. What a catastrophe! It resulted in zero, not even, not even championships. Well, how about championship appearances? They never even made it to the NBA championship. They never even won the Eastern Conference with those three guys there. And now all three of them are gone. And what are they left with? Ben freaking Simmons. Good luck. That that experiment could not have gone worse for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets right now are fifth in the standings in the East. I, I'd be shocked if they made the playoffs, to be honest with you. I'd be completely floored if they made the playoffs i think they're going to drop out of the playoffs it's a complete it's a complete reboot it's a complete reset for the brooklyn nets that experiment could not have gone worse uh and i absolutely love it i am here for it i am so excited that that experiment went horribly wrong because i hate these these mega superstar teams that was the trend in the nba for a long time i hope i hope they're dead i hope they're dead Number four, UConn loses back-to-back games for the first time in 30 years. Yeah, we kind of talked about this yesterday about Gino Ariemia, uh complaining and, and whining because his team is not good. That's that's the only reason he's complaining and whining. He, he's known he's been known through the years to sort of complain a little bit, but when you get somebody who's used to winning and getting used to all the calls and having the best athletes, and they're not getting the calls and they don't have the best athletes, you're going to get a bit of whining. And this just sort of goes back to that, that UConn's still a good team. They're just not what they were, you know, the past eight years. Yeah. And Bills DeMar Hamlin makes an appearance to receive an NFL PA award. It's mm-hmm. awesome to see, man. Are we sure it was DeMar Hamlin and it wasn't Michael B. Jordan? Are you positive about, uh, about that? Stop. Was it, a, was it a zoom in? Did we see his face? I don't know. I looks. I'm looking at the video. It looks a little fuzzy on Twitter. I can't. You know, where was Michael B. Jordan when this was being filmed? That's what I want to know. Oh, God. That's what I want to know. You're such, you know, you're such an ass. 
Well, I'm just saying. Where was Michael B. Jordan when this was going on? Uh, Do we know? Bryce, I know you and I have been looking forward to this, but the Waste Management Open starts today. Yes! Yahoo! Ah, man, I'm excited. Uh, it's my favorite tournament of the year. I'll go ahead and say that. I love I love the Masters. I love the players. I love, I love a lot of golf tournaments. The Waste Management Open is by far my favorite tournament of the year. And it is right now we're recording. It is about 6.20. We are three hours away from coverage starting. 6.15 is when the main feed for the first round starts up. And I am so jocked up for this. I will be watching it from 9 a.m. until about 6.30 when we have to leave for basketball tonight. So I will I will try to watch wall-to-wall coverage tonight of the Waste Management Open. If you told me there was one golf tournament you could go to all year, it would 1,000%. I'd rather go to the Waste Management Open over over the Masters, over Pebble Beach, over the players, over anything. I'd rather go to the Waste Management Open. Yeah, I would much rather go to the Masters. That's just me. Yeah, yeah of course you would, you old waspy, boring, white person. I want to go to the Waste Management Open, and I want to sit on 16 and start drinking beer at about 6 a.m., that way, when the first group comes through, man, I'm I'm good and, uh, and and lubricated up to watch a hole in one. Finally, today in 2006, Al Michaels joins NBC's Sunday Night Football broadcast with John Madden. I don't remember what will Madden. you what what will you remember most about Al Michaels and Madden? Honestly, it was it was good, like listening to good football um it's i don't remember a specific call i don't remember anything like that but i just remember when i watched the football games with michaels and madden it was like two guys that were meant to call football games together and it it was so good to hear i don't think i remember trying to think back I, I really can't recall any of the games that Al Michaels and John Madden called. But what the one thing I remember from them is all of the millions of hours of Madden football that I played with Al Michaels and John Madden as commentators. And it made those games, man. It, 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 I, I, every time I hear commentary from Al Michaels and John Madden, even if the commentary is from a live game, I instantly flash back to playing Madden in high school and, and having their calls and everything on the, on the Madden commentary. And I, I think that is where Madden lost a lot of its luster when Al Michaels and John Madden weren't doing commentary anymore for it. I loved it. I loved listening to them. And that, that's the one, that's the biggest thing I remember. I remember Pat Summerall a little bit in the early days, but when I really got into Madden was Al Michaels and John Madden. And I just remember their commentary and Madden's uh, you know, he'd, he'd say something insane in the commentary, and I'm like, "What in the hell is John Madden talking about?" But that's that's the thing I remember most about Al Michaels and John Madden was the commentary on the Madden video games. Okay, I, I get that a thousand percent. Got anything else for us today? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a on a Thursday. A bunch of rain coming in the forecast the next couple of days, so everybody be extra careful driving. Uh, into work we don't want billy having another three-hour commute into atlanta so everybody be mindful of the weather be weather aware as our good friend ryan hall says 
All right, for Bryce, I am Billy. Have a great day, everybody. Stay dry, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!